hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. I love these miracle verses, and today we get to do the miracle verse or the eighth verse in the psalmic section, and this is a really kind of unique miracle, (laughs) and I hope you'll see it as I do, Um, or maybe I hope you see it. I really do pray you'll see it better than I do, Um, but verse 120, if you read it in English, again, realizing this is the psalmic section, which, which has to do with the surrounding love of God to some extent and how that holds us up. But also it's the depart you evildoers. There's a lot of power behind it and and the fear of the Lord behind it. And so here we have the 120th verse. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever had an experience. I hope you have. With the actual fear of the Lord, like you realized that you were in his presence and it just scared you a lot. Um, and, and you think about it, um, it's easy for us, <laughs> you know, to, to love on Jesus and to, and to want his presence here. And, the, and there's a sense of that. But you, you might remember in Exodus, you know, 20, where, you know, we have the 10 utterances of God, what we a lot of people say are the 10 commandments. But what happened there is there at Mount Sinai, God literally talked to all the people, and it scared them so bad that they're like, no, you talk to Moses. We, we don't want to hear that. It's, it's a scary thing to actually, you know, be in his presence. As, as Peter saw that day on the, get away from me, Lord, I, I'm a sinner. Or as Isaiah talked about when he came into the throne of God, there's this idea there that it makes your hair stand on end. So when that word trembleth there is a psalmic, as you might imagine, um, as this verse would start with a psalmic, and, and he's quoting, actually, the psalmist, King David, is quoting a Job uh, verse. It talks about his hair standing on end. And, and so when he says his flesh trembleth, his, his flesh is literally standing on end, um, the way that you might get goose pumps on steroids, <laughs> so to speak. And so... He's talking about a gigantic fear, right? And actually a, a, a dread. This, this word fear is not the yira word that you, that you normally would hear with fear of the Lord because when he says for fear of thee, that word fear there has a sense because there's a pay in it of literally God's presence. And, and when you are actually in dread, like, you know, you might remember that God put the dread of the people in, in different countries because you know, he's got that, or you know how an animal dreads humans and they run from them and that kind of thing. It's, it's a different kind of fear than the fear of the Lord or, or, or that awe sense of fear. And, and this is what David is saying he's experienced. And that's a miracle, isn't it? Because God is always there, but I really think if we really knew <laughs> how much he was surrounding us, if we really understood the psalmic of God, the surrounding love of God, it, it is a, a uh, something of unbelievable power and magnitude that really is is beyond our understanding. And so I think it's a complete miracle that he had a sense of that. And then he said, I'm afraid of thy judgments. And there he does use the word yura a- and that idea of, of judgment. A- and so, <laughs> you know, this idea of the fear of the Lord leads at some point in time, you know, when you get there to realize 
that God knows so much more than I do, and there's so much more going on, and there's so much power more than I understand. Just think of the power of what it takes to rotate the earth one time. I mean, and and that idea of the psalmic is, right, the the number 60, which, you know, there's 60 seconds. All these things are going round and round, and and the idea of the circle is all over the place, and and the amount of power that's involved in all that is is really um, a lot to grasp. So I've talked about it before, but I, I couldn't help but think about it again, that my one experience with this um, was actually uh, in the fall of 19, excuse me, in the fall of 2005, because I have a journal entry the next morning when I wrote about it and what had happened, um, I was praying about a lot of things that had to do with the car dealership at the time and, and my life at the time. And I'm so grateful to actually have um, this all documented in my journal because it's, it's, it's unbelievable to look back like you're, you're going to go right back to the next morning after this experience. But I'm, I'm praying, and all of a sudden, just exactly what this miracle that, that, that King David described, my flesh trembleth like I was aware of a presence, and, and a presence that was, that was, I like that word dread. I mean, it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, like this almost terror that that came upon me but i knew that it was the lord and and i knew that it was jesus essentially and he said to me um robbie what do you want and and i sensed it as a very sincere robbie what do you want but because i was so terrified and i was so terrified it was like i'm gonna fall on my face terrified um that I answered glibly to some extent and said, well, I just want to serve you, Lord. And, and when, he, when I did, you might remember that, that he started to flash all these different um, things that he'd asked me to do that I hadn't done. And there wasn't condemnation. And it's fascinating that the dread and the fear and all that, I've, that I had going on was not connected to the conversation that I was having. It had to do with I, I just the, the presence that I sensed that was there. And I think I completely can relate to, you know, what the Israelites experienced there at Mount Sinai because it is a really terrifying thing. But then you think about the courage of Moses to go up there and confront that and and then the joy of what he experienced as as really experiencing that on a level that that only he could understand. I mean, it's unbelievable. It came back with a face that was glowing. <laughs> and, and so, you know, when you think about what Moses faced was that very judgment idea. In other words, he's right there, and when you're in his presence, right, if you're able to stand, then, then there you go. If you're able to stand in his presence, the only way that's going to happen is if you have Jesus, okay? I mean, there's no way that we can be in the presence of the Father unless we are covered in his blood, and, and so that idea of judgment for us, yes, we get to do it, and I'm really looking forward to seeing his face and present and all that, but the only way that we do that is, is, is the way he made that we can actually be able to do that. Because if, if you haven't heard or understood this before, because Jesus died, right, he became my sin so that I would be made perfect. But it's just like this psalm begins. The very, very first verse says, blessed are the undefiled in the way. Okay? Those are the very first words. Well, the only way you can be undefiled and in the way, and the way meaning here you are standing in the way of God, 
The only way you can be perfect and in the way of God is to be in Christ because he did die for us. And when we accept that he was the son of God, that he really did die for our sins and he really was put up on that cross, just like the serpent was lifted up in the desert for our sin, for my personal sin. You see, when I accept that, believe that, then, right, I can actually not only look at this verse, realize the dread that I felt, realize the fear that's involved, but at the same time, absolute delight to know that, oh my goodness, the whole earth is going to be perfect because of this refining of this psalmic, that, that all the dross is going to be gone. <laughs> we are going to live in a world that is without blemish. It's going to be unbelievable. Thank you for listening. And to this, we get a chance to trans, um, transition from the Samic to the Iron. Oh, what a fun ride we're going to have coming up. Stay tuned.